Welcome back to Two Live Jew. I'm your host, Jacob Wool. Laura Loomer is here as always. Laura, how's it going? It's going well. How are you, Jacob? Doing very well. And I'll tell you, you've been uh, you've been on the hunt. You've been traveling all over the country. You've been tracking this, at least what looks like to me, an Islamic takeover of some of the highest offices. And when I say that, I don't just mean Muslims running for office. That's fine. I'm talking about people who are endorsed by Islamic terror organizations, endorsed by terrorists themselves. In the case of the man you were following and reporting on this week, tell us about this. Yes. So I uh, have been investigating. I've been traveling the country, uh, traveling to different states where there are Muslim candidates who are running for office. And the reason I'm doing this is because a lot of these Muslim candidates, they are endorsed by organizations like CARE, which is a designated terrorist organization. They are anti-Jewish, anti-Israel, and they practice personal Sharia law in their life. And they truly believe um, through their own personal ideology uh, that, that Islam is superior to the United States Constitution, whether they admit it or not. And uh, so I recently went to Michigan for a week and I did an investigation into Abdul Al Said, who's running to be the first Muslim governor, right? This guy wants to be the first Muslim governor, not the first American governor, the first Muslim governor, right? So this is what I mean about Islam being incompatible with the United States Constitution, because whenever you're dealing with Muslims running for office, they always put their own uh, ideology before the United States Constitution and before what it means to truly be an American, right? You never hear about people saying, oh, I'm the first Christian candidate. I'm the first Jewish candidate, the first Buddhist candidate. It's always the Muslims who have to assert their ideology um, as a way to uh, influence our political system. And so Abdul Al Said, he is uh, a dual citizen of Egypt uh, and the United States. Uh, George Soros's foundation uh, paid for his education at Columbia University, where he received a medical degree. And uh, he's running, like I said, to be the first uh, Muslim governor. He's tied with Linda Sarsour, who's currently serving as, as his de facto campaign manager. Uh, he's on camera at an event in Michigan saying, you may not hate Muslims, but Muslims hate you. And uh, so I did an investigation and I spoke with counterterrorism experts, activists on the ground, former Muslims, and they all reached the same conclusion. And that is that Abdul Al Said is a Sharia compliance candidate. And if he is elected to the state of Michigan, uh, you know, it's just going to be a Sharia takeover. I, I spent extensive amount of time in, in Dearborn and Hamtramck. Uh, conducting my investigation. And I'll tell you right now, Jacob, I felt like I was in the Middle East. You know, I've been to Dubai, I've been to Israel, and I'm telling you, every single sign is in Arabic. Every single clothing store is hijabi women's clothing. Uh, there are more uh, Middle Eastern flags than there are American flags. I didn't even see an American flag in Dearborn. And uh, this guy, Abdul, he wants to abolish ICE. That's one of the things he wants to do. Uh, he wants to impeach Trump, and he's running as a justice Democrat. And the thing that's concerning about this is um, you, you have this, what I like to call a, well, what is known as the red-green alliance, right? You have the communists red with the green Islam. And and what these people are doing is you're seeing this uh, this relationship, um, this bond between Marxists and Islamists. And it's Islamists. been building for years. It's been, it's been building, building for years. Yes. And the FBI has noted it. And it's been so detrimental to the point where the FBI um, actually found through their investigation that uh, members of the uh, radical left resistance movement, uh, these so-called Marxists are traveling overseas to places like Iraq and Syria and getting training with uh, with ISIS terrorists um, so that they can 
you know, combine their forces and uh, disrupt American oh, yeah. politics. There's, there's been many cases where you have sort of white girls. It, it seems to be more women than men, which is very yeah. strange. But there's been men, too, where, you know, there's social justice warriors. They think the whole radical Islam thing is just cool. And they move over to Syria or Iraq. Uh, they get gang raped and they get put into a uh, burqa and turned into a uh, ISIS wife and uh, one of many in in most cases. And so you're right. You, it's been this nexus between the radical left and and radical Islam that's been building for years. We've been talking about it for a long time. I know you've been talking about it for a very long time. It, it's it's a very strange thing, but it's not strange when you consider the fundamental difference between Islam and every other religion. And there's many fundamental differences, but one of the big ones is that Islam is not just a religion. It is described in its own texts as a total system, a, a way of life, a way of government, a way of eating, a way of marrying. It is the entire system. It's the entire way of life. And of course, you can't spell totalitarian without total. It is the whole system. And so in the presence of Islam, there is no need for anything else. There's no need for a constitution. There's no need for a bill of rights. There's no need for societal standards. There's no need for Western government. When Islam is present, that is all you need. And that's what you see at these rallies. And, yeah. and Linda Sarsour was rallying for this guy saying he, he's one of the brothers of Islam. He's a brother in arms. Uh, she not, only that, not only that, but the, re the way that she did it is just absolutely ridiculous. When I say... When I say, and people need to listen, all right, when I say that this guy is tied to terrorists, that's not just me, you know, being an Islamophobe, being a bigot, right? This guy is actually tied to terrorist organizations. Right. right? The, the Holy Land Terrorism uh, Foundation trial uh, found that CARE and groups like I I ISNA um, are, are tied to Hamas, which is a terrorist organization, right? There was ample evidence, as stated by the Fifth Circuit uh, Court of Appeals and uh, also um, several federal judges that found that CARE and, uh, and ISNA and other uh, Muslim organizations in the United States, which are behind a lot of these candidates, uh, are tied to terrorists. And uh, when Abdul El Said was running, Linda Sarsour last year at the ISNA convention in uh, Chicago got on stage and said, you know, oh, brothers and sisters, Abdul El Sayed's a wonderful brother. You all need to support him. Broom is a guy by the name of Imam Siraj Wahaj, who lives in New York City. Imam Siraj Haraj, uh, I can't even say his name, uh, Wahaj is a uh, co-conspirator in the 1993 bombing of the World Trade Center. All right. This guy is a terrorist. He's a full-blown Muslim terrorist. He, he helped one of the guys escape to Iraq. He helped exactly. one of the guys flee the country. Exactly. And Siraj Wahaj is literally, um, you know, on video and, and things that he said in the past. I'll just read you a list of things and you can determine for yourself. He said um, the whole purpose of, of you can look at the quotes in the video, but yes. uh, he, he did say that uh, that the purpose of it, Muslims in this country is to replace the United States Constitution with the Quran. He said that um, it's OK if if you have to stone someone to death, if you have to chop their hand off, um, if you have to basically kill people, it's OK as long as Allah commands you to do it. He said nothing personal. So this is a guy who's endorsing acts of Islamic terrorism. He's saying openly to replace the United States Constitution. He's anti-assimilation. And um, on top of that, he's a terrorist. And so Linda Sarsour not only called him uh, her mentor, but she referred to him as her favorite person in the room. And then she took it a step further and asked him to support Abdul El-Sayed financially uh, through his campaign and, uh, you know, 
at that same conference, I believe it was at 6.30 in the evening uh, in one of the, one of the, one of the rooms, Abdul Syed had a fundraiser. All right. This guy had a fundraiser at the convention where known terrorists and people like Linda Sarsour were. So who knows? Maybe Siraj Wahaj even gave him money. Right, uh, but right. this guy not, is that not trying to distance himself. He's doubling nope, down on this. He's welcoming down. the support. He's taking exactly. money. And you know what I wonder here is I, I, you know, I listen to CNN and I listen to MSNBC. And I hear about this just being a tiny, minuscule sliver of the Muslim population. But then I watch this video and I see an entire event center full of Muslim folks cheering and and going wild and donating money. And I can't seem to find all of the peace-loving Muslims standing up and rejecting this. I I can't find them. Am Am I missing something? No, that's exactly right, Jacob. And it's uh, it's very concerning and people need to wake up and uh, I, I just don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what it's going to take for people to wake up. I mean, like we've been saying every single time we have an episode here, uh, these people want there to be another 9-11. Yeah. And, and you're not going to hear this anywhere else, of course. I mean, look, it, it's it's just been stunning to me how many tweets I've seen this week from conservatives about the banning of straws in, in a particular city in California. That seems to be the big concern. Meanwhile, we've got jihadis running for office in Michigan. We've Not only got- just Michigan, Minnesota, too. You have Ilan Omar, who is from Somalia. She married her brother. She literally married her brother so that he could get a green card. There's evidence of this as well. You could read my report on bigleaguepolitics.com. Right. You have jihadis all over the country. You have Keith Ellison, who's endorsed... Uh, Antifa, which is a domestic terrorist organization, and he took his oath uh, to Congress on a Quran. I mean, these are people who don't even want to assimilate to our country, and they literally want to um, exert so much Islamic influence into the American political system that they're refusing to take their oath on the on the Holy Bible. All right, I mean these these people are just toxic to society, and uh, in terms of um, you know when they become elected because they. They, they just get unleashed and, and nobody criticizes them because they're just deemed Islamophobes. And, you know, you and I are just going to have to disagree on one thing. In the beginning, you said there wasn't anything wrong with Muslims running for office, but I have to disagree. If you are a Muslim, there you, your, your loyalty uh, is to Allah, all right? And it says in the Quran, it says in the Quran that you're supposed to put Islam, you're supposed to put Allah first. So I do have a problem. Um when 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 Muslims are running for office, because none of them, I've never met a Muslim running for office who has publicly said that they're willing to put the United States Constitution before uh, before Islam. All yeah, right? I, I just haven't studied it carefully enough, uh, carefully enough to 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 find the exceptions. But the more I look at it and, and the more I study this, there seems to be three types of people within within the Muslim community, within this group that that is that 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 are involved. You've got the people actually carrying out uh, these sort of acts. You've got the people providing moral and financial and other support. And then you've got the people turning a blind eye to it. And I know, Laura, and and you know, if there were Jews all over the world blowing themselves to smithereens, yelling out some kind of Jewish prayer or saying before they did it, I would be the first to not only speak out against it, I would probably try to hunt these people down and eradicate it if they were within the community. But you don't see that within the Muslim community. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. You don't see them reporting one another. You don't see them helping law enforcement. And you don't see them rejecting candidates that are openly supporting co-conspirators in the bombing of the World Trade Center. Keep in mind, 
Siraj Wahaj, we, we should speak specifically about what he did. He was a moral leader of the attack. He helped plan the attack. And when the bomb maker, the man who made the bombs, needed to get out of the country, he helped him flee to Saddam Hussein's Iraq. That's who we're dealing with. And that's who Linda Sarsour says is her favorite person in the room. And of course, Linda Sarsour is also the de facto leader of the Women's March, as far as I can tell. I don't know who the leader is supposed to be, but it's it's Linda Sarsour. And perhaps the most ironic part of this, uh, this is a Jewish podcast after all, is we've got Bernie Sanders, Mr. Kami, Bernie Sanders. We've got Bernie Sanders promising to not only endorse this guy, but hold rallies across the country for him. Hold rallies across the country for him. It's absolutely unbelievable. Well, it's not unbelievable anymore. Bernie's, uh, I guess we can call him jihadi Bernie now. He's in with the jihadi crowd, I, I suppose. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Well, we- we're going to keep following this. Well, also, and, too, uh, before before we switch sure. over to another segment, you know, something that people really need to look out for is uh, the way that the Democratic Party is trying to normalize Sharia. They're using individuals like that brain-dead woman, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who has no understanding of economics, no understanding of foreign policy, no understanding of anything, really. I mean, she honestly has got to be one of the most low no, IQ. She sounds like a ditzy uh, sorority girl that you'd find bimbos. drunk on a, on, a, on a campus somewhere. I mean, I mean she, she really does. She sounds like a ditzy sorority girl to me. She's a total bimbo. And this, <laughs> you know, I don't know how to say it any better than that. And this lady is actually endorsing people like Abdul El-Sayed, touring the country with Bernie Sanders and Linda Sarsour. And uh, like I said, the Democratic Party has made her their new darling. They, they really want to make, they really want to implement socialism. And even James Comey, even James Comey, right, who, who weaponized the FBI for the sake of the Democratic Party, uh, put out a tweet. I mean, James Comey even has enough common sense to say, uh, you know, tell people not to join join arms up in arms with uh, the socialists and the, the radical left of this country. Um, and it's just really crazy to me because, uh, you know, you have these people just going around, uh, just using these trigger words like racism, white supremacy, you know, diversity, blah, 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 blah. And could you imagine what this country would look like if we had a real crisis, real nine 11 again, and we had people in power like Abdul El Saeed, Linda Sarsour, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, and and unfortunately, I just think people aren't going to wake up until that happens. I mean, what I think that people should do is maybe go back and and maybe watch the CNN live stream from that morning and try to put themselves back there. But I don't think people are going to do that. I think people prefer to be asleep on this stuff, and they prefer to just turn a blind eye to it because it's more fun to talk about how California is banning straws. I mean, even among conservatives, it's more fun to talk about how California is banning straws. It's more fun to pretend uh, that uh, Ocasio-Cortez is something interesting. It's more fun to uh, discuss trivial nonsense that, that is really worthy of, of Instagram memes, but not much else than it is to talk about serious stuff because these people are afraid of being called racist. They're, being, they're afraid of being called Islamophobes. We're not afraid of Islam. We're not afraid of it whatsoever. I have zero fear in my heart. I am worried about defeating Wahhabists taking over seats of power in our country. That's what I'm concerned about. It's not about fearing anything. It's not about hating people because of the color of their skin or their race or anything else. Islam's not a race. There are white Muslims. There are black Muslims or brown Muslims. I assume there's every color Muslim out there. And it has nothing to do with racism whatsoever. It's about ideals that are not compatible with Western society. 
Not even close exactly. to compatible. Not even compatible on their best day in their best iteration. It's not even close. They're a different universe. It's a different universe from Western culture. And that's why every Islamic country is a complete hellhole. It's a complete hellhole. Whether you talk about Somalia, which is just a, a, basically a, a fifth world you know, shithole country, or you talk about uh, Dubai, which is, which is you know, sort of okay. The Emirates are sort of okay, but it's only you know, carefully held up by a total totalitarian police state. Uh, so it's not really much better, if you ask me. Either way you talk about it, it's a complete disaster. And so we're worried about defeating it. We're not, we're not interested in empathizing with these people. We're not interested in deba debating these people. And, and we're not interested in, uh, in, in, in quibbling with these people. We're interested in calling them out, showing them for what they are, which is, which is terror sympathizers, and defeating them. That's all we are interested in. Uh, so, so, Laura, anything else I'm missing here uh, before we move on? Because this, this is just so important. And everybody's overlooking it. Well, uh, I would just really advise all of you to keep an eye out for my investigations and really just be wary and, uh, you know, speak out about this because the mainstream media now, they're trying to normalize this. Like Chris Cuomo had this guy on his show the other day. We're talking about a guy who literally has a written pledge to the Muslim Brotherhood. I have a copy of it. Uh, a guy who's tied to terrorists, taking money from terrorists, saying that Muslims hate us. You know, this guy is really dangerous. And uh, I'm just worried that something really bad is going to happen. I mean, the last day when I was in Dearborn, uh, closing up my investigation, getting ready to 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 fly back, um, you know, there was a report that came in that said that a man from Dearborn had just been charged for trying to join ISIS. I mean, in the same exact town where I was. So this is very real. And this is happening because you have enablers like Abdul Al-Sayed who protect people like that. Well, that's why he wants to abolish ICE. He wants to abolish ICE so that his, his people can literally overrun the state of Michigan, whether they're legal or illegal, and implement Sharia law. That's what he wants. Right, right. It, it's unbelievable. Well, you know, Laura, I, I do want to talk about this this sudden, you know, mainstream media obsession with this QAnon thing. But first, uh, we've a uh, central thread of our show has been leftist violence. We've been talking about from the very first episode of our show how these people who are ramping up these leftists are going to get somebody killed. How the mainstream media is going to get somebody killed. And today, I stumbled upon actually a local news story out of Ohio where something like that almost happened. You, you've got to hear this. Here's the clip. A driver rammed by a car he believes because he had a President Trump bumper sticker. Well, tonight, a woman from Taunton is facing charges in the case. WBZ's Bill Shields spoke with the victim. You had the door open, right? Uh, we'll call him yeah, Brendan because so. he doesn't want the person who assaulted him to find him. But this sticker is apparently why he was attacked. I can hear her screaming out of the car or something. She's, a, she's so I'm a like, white man, maybe something's wrong with my car. I get out, and then all of a sudden, like, I hear, like, oh, you're racist, a bunch of cuss words. Police say this is Brendan's attacker, 25-year-old Chloe Wright of Taunton. Brendan recorded some of it as she first she, she hit the back this of guy. his car. If you haven't seen the video, it's going to be in the show notes door. down below. She Miss almost killed this guy. She flipped the door right off of his car only like, after I wasn't even looking at my phone at the back. Like her tire was, like, right next to my foot, so that could have ended really bad. Brendan says it was here on North Street in Hyannis and started earlier when the woman was honking and yelling at him. The first thing she said to me when I came out of the car was, did you vote for Trump? And I was just like, yeah, like, what of it? And that's pretty much what triggered this, like, it was just nonstop. This is the address in Taunton that Chloe Wright gave police. 
But neighbors in the trailer park say an elderly woman lives here. They've never seen Chloe Wright. But Brendan has clearly seen enough of her. Was it really worth it for her? Because, I mean, she got arrested. What happened here the other day actually has a new medical definition. I read about this. It's called Trump Anxiety Disorder. No, it's also got is, a legal definition. It's called assault with a deadly weapon and or attempted murder. I mean, Laura, this is really happening. You've got this happening all over the country. The mainstream media doesn't talk about it. They don't report it. And you've got leftists lashing out in these isolated incidents. You have to carefully scrape for them because they get covered up. You know, Google doesn't list them or they or they don't get listed. Uh, Drudge tries to find them. But I mean, they get they get really covered up. And it's happening all over the place. There's there's just many, many cases of this cropping up, just as we predicted, just as we predicted. Yes. Uh, it's uh, it's really, really remarkable. You see this woman as she as she drives her car in, smashes into the back of this guy's car, completely careens into his car, takes off his door. And uh, and, and it's just it's just really uh, uh, remarkable. I, I, I don't know what to say other than people. You got to be careful. You've got to be careful. If if you wear a Make America Great Again hat, if you show up at a at a, at a left wing convention and you and you have a Trump bumper sticker because you're trying to trigger them, just know it could end very badly. You you've got to be prepared to defend yourself if you're going to do something like that, and probably it's just wise not to do it. Uh, it's it's really really uh, incredible. Uh, we're going to keep following it uh, and, and, and you know seeing what we can what we can what we can make of this but uh they're ramping people up and it's just a matter of time before someone gets killed if they haven't already i mean it's hard to know because this stuff doesn't really get reported especially if it happens in a place like los angeles or one of these left-wing cities local media won't touch it uh laura but i want to talk about this 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 q anon thing are you a q anon person first of all i I, i've not really followed it i Um, i think it doesn't have much viability as far as i can tell but i don't i don't follow it Honestly, I mean, a lot of people have, uh, I, I see it a lot, obviously it's everywhere, but I don't read the QAnon updates. Um, I find it to be interesting, of course, but I'm not, um, a Q person. I, of course, I'm always open to listening to people and I do think that some of the information is accurate, but a lot of it has been wrong. And so, you know, some of it, like I said, is, is very interesting. Um, but, um, well, I the, wouldn't the say media's, the mainstream media has now become obsessed with it because yeah. there was there was one person at a at a Trump rally who held up a sign that said Q. And now it's become a, a major story. And they're accusing President Trump of being the leader of this movement. Uh, here's a here's a clip from CNN discussing. So so Chris Cuomo alleges that Trump tweeted out 17 angry Democrats because the letter Q is the 17th letter in the alphabet, and he's trying to stir up the pot somehow. Maybe he just tweeted 17 angry Democrats because Mueller's team is run by 17 angry Democrats. To be honest with you, I don't think that President Trump even knows what QAnon is. I don't think he probably pays attention to it at all. Maybe maybe Don Jr. brought it to his attention or something, but I I don't think that this is the first thing on on President Trump's mind is is some anonymous 4chan message board. What, What do you think, Laura? I, I don't know, honestly, but you know, of course, the media is going to talk about it, and they're obsessed with this now. So, you know, we'll we'll find out. But I do think that it's somebody who has insider information, because, like I said, a lot of the information um, is uh, is accurate. A lot of it is. There's no denying that. But then a lot of it is not. Right, right. A lot of it is is not accurate. It's a lot of this sort of 
you know, look for this or look for that. And, and then, you know, it can be interpreted a thousand different ways. To me, it seems like there's, there's people who out there will believe anything posted there and then will, you know, justify it by any chain of events that happen. And so it's tough to know. Of course, I, I guess QAnon, the, I, I never knew this. I, I learned this just this week. Q refers to the, I guess, the highest level of, of security clearance that there is in the government, I guess, that the president would have uh, the, the Q clearance. And that's what it refers to. And so supposedly this is a person with that level of clearance. Uh, and and they're supposedly pushing stuff out about the you know global pedophile ring and how President Trump is working together with Bob Mueller. I think that's where QAnon loses its credibility. Is this whole idea that Trump is working together with Robert Mueller? It's very obvious to me that there is no redeeming qualities in Bob Mueller. Bob Mueller is a guy who has run up hundreds of thousands of dollars of legal expenses for people like Hope Hicks, for people like Amarosa, for people like Steve Bannon and Stephen Miller, you name it. And so if Bob Mueller is such a great guy, all I would ask these people to do is try and go to tell that to Michael Flynn, because something tells me that Mike Flynn would have a hard time believing that Bob Mueller is a great guy after he's been forced to sell his house to pay legal bills. I, I don't know. I, I think I think that General Flynn would have a tough time thinking that Bob Mueller's a tough guy. And I wouldn't ever discuss what I've talked about with General Flynn, but... Um, I'll just put it this way. It's going to be a tough sell to to convince him that uh, Bob Mueller's the good guy. Yeah. Have, you, have you followed this uh, Manafort trial at all this week, Laura? Uh, no, to be honest with you, because I've been busy investigating in Michigan. Right, right. It's, it's, it's interesting. So I'll, I'll give you the update. So basically, they, they began the Manafort trial on Tuesday, and the prosecutors spent their entire time talking about how you know, uh, talking about how Manafort's coat was made for an, from an ostrich, talking about how much Manafort's rugs cost, talking about how much his suits cost, talking about how much his house cost. And the judge today finally put a stop to it. He said, are you ever going to talk about anything substantive here? His lifestyle is not relevant to a crime. If you want to talk about a crime that you believe he committed, you need to talk about it now. And they said, well, we don't really have anything prepared there. We've got uh, this one accountant who uh, might have something to say. And then they rolled out this one accountant uh, who didn't have much to say in the way of testimony. Uh, it, it was really an abject disaster. And Judge T.S. Ellis, remember, T.S. Ellis previously said that the prosecution in, in the case was just looking to get Trump. That was clear to Ellis. He said, you're just trying to go after Trump. I don't even know that this is a real prosecution. They convinced him, just let the case go forward. If you think it's bad, you can toss it at trial. He said, okay. And now all they're talking about is Manafort's suits. This seems to me like they're trying to turn the jury against Manafort just because the guy made a lot of money in Ukraine. And there's nothing wrong with making $60 million in Ukraine. And then there's this whole idea of, well, he made the money and then he kept it offshore. And that's standard practice. If you make a dollar in India, you pay taxes in India. And if you don't bring it back into the U.S., you don't pay a repatriation tax. If you keep it overseas, then it's overseas. You don't pay U.S. taxes on it. This is how the tax law works. Nothing I've seen so far makes me think that Manafort is going to be found guilty of a single thing. And now they're saying that their star witness, Rick Gates, is not even going to testify. Laura, I think we can boil this all down into two words. And there are two words that I think you've so succinctly used so many times when describing all of this. And that is witch hunt. Yes. That's what this entire thing is. It's what it's always been. And it's what it continues to be. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a witch hunt of epic proportions. It's a political operation. 
This is not designed to find any crime or, or stop any collusion or stop any interference. It hasn't managed to do that. The Russians aren't showing up in court. The only Russians that did show up in court beat Mueller's butt, and then he referred it out to a different office to be prosecuted, referred it out to a different office. So this thing continues to, to melt down. And here's my prediction. I think the charges against Manafort are going to be dismissed. I think he's going to be found not guilty. And then I think Mueller is going to be finished. Just my prediction. Just my prediction on this. Uh, but uh, what else are you going to be watching, Laura, into uh, into next uh, Tuesday when, when we return? I, I'm curious. Well, the Las Vegas shooting uh, report, the final report today, according to Joe Lombardo, came out and he held a press conference and said, this is the end of the Las Vegas shooting investigation. Uh, you know, and he was just it was like just ridiculous. 300 days later, 301 days later, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, they obviously haven't given us any answers. And it's interesting because Lombardo called it terrorism and now MGM is calling it terrorism. But for the past 10 months, they have been adamant that it wasn't terrorism. So, you know, I'll be looking to see what happens there because I believe that Lombardo is just trying to uh, participate in some type of fraudulent uh, scam so that MGM Resorts doesn't have to pay the victims of the Las Vegas. Right. It's, it's terrorism when it's convenient. Yeah. It's terrorism when you need to file an insurance claim under terrorism. It's it's terrorism uh, when you need to get out of some litigation. But it's not terrorism when it's time to find other shooters. It's not terrorism when it's time to admit that you missed something that you should have caught or that you let somebody slide that you shouldn't have let slide or that you let this guy do this when it could have been prevented. Then it's not terrorism. It's, it's this really curious thing where, you know, it, it's terrorism, but it's not terrorism. Uh, did did any mainstream media report on this? I saw it on Tucker Carlson just about an hour ago, I guess. But uh, has anybody else even mentioned this? Has it gotten any coverage in the media, this this last press conference? It did get some uh, coverage. They did get a lot of coverage, actually. Uh, but the issue is, is that uh, nobody's putting the dots together and people just really don't seem to give a shit about the fact that this was uh, terrorism. And uh, the Las Vegas shooting is one of the worst cover-ups in this country. And the media is just kind of bending over backwards and saying, well, you know, it's the end of the investigation. Well, what do you mean it's the end of the investigation? You're just going to sit there and allow for them to tell you this is the end of the investigation when we don't have any answers? Really, really unbelievable. Uh, but it, but it continues. And um, we will probably never know, I guess. I, will, will there be some big break? Is there anybody who you think, I mean, you've had all the leads on this. You've done all the real investigating. You've basically brought out every big scoop that I've seen on Las Vegas as, as far as multiple shooters, as far as links to the Muslim world that have come out, as far as ISIS taking responsibility four separate times or six separate times or whatever it's been. Do you think we're ever going to get any explanation as far as motive here? Or, or do you think this thing has uh, been uh, deep sixed? Is it is it over? Well, I think that the truth will eventually come out, but we shall see. You know, we shall see. Right, right. You got any investigations cooking as uh, as we head into next week? I, I know. Uh, just want to make sure we we have our viewers. I do, but I can't. I, I can't reveal a... Uh, you know what it is, but right. of course. Well, our uh, listeners will find out soon enough. And uh, let's just put it this way: um, it's going to be some some big bombshell stuff. But uh, until next Tuesday, Laura, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been uh, great to to bring this content to to all of the listeners. And I just want to remind them to subscribe uh, on iTunes. Leave a five star review on iTunes. If they can do one thing for us, it would be to leave a five star review on iTunes. Help us move up the charts. 
and pick up new listeners that way. Uh, that's my one request. You can support the sponsors down in the show notes and uh, really, really help us out. Uh, Laura, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Shabbat Shalom to all the listeners and, and to you, Laura. And uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. Thanks.